<laughs> we do not need to get counsel. I mean, you know, it, it's it's only a matter of time between the two of us, really. I mean, <laughs> mm. I'm gonna try to keep so, it cute. I, you know, so this is this 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 is the 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 trailer for Coastal Elite. Um, where we decided to do this uh, a little early because the Oscars were this past Sunday and oh. we needed to fucking talk about it. So, oh, the Oscars. <laughs> uh, you know, by this point, it's now, uh, what fucking day is it? It's Tuesday. It's, um, it's just Tuesday. It's only it's just Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> um, fuck. Uh, the Oscars aired on Sunday and you know it's the story on everybody's mind right now so so let's let's dive into it uh will smith smacked the shit out of chris rock uh, open palm <laughs> smacked the shit out of that man <laughs> on live national television <laughs> oh, oh. only in america only in america only in america <laughs> I mean, where do we start? <laughs> I am going to go on record and say that I feel like it was deserved. Um, you know, because apparently from what I have read, uh, Mr. Rock used the joke in rehearsals and was told by producers not to. Mm. And he did it anyway. Mm. so there's that so we, we need to talk about the fact that Chris Rock is a habitual line stepper especially when it comes to disrespecting black women and black people I'm just going to put it out there he he also we got to remember in 2016 where he went in on, on Will and Jada especially for when they boycotted the, the Oscars back in 2016 um and I believe Jada even said that she doesn't like the fact that he talks about her. I think I recall her saying that in yeah, one of her I interviews or Red Table Talks. So basically, that was her saying right then and there, keep my name out your mouth. So Chris Rock brings his butt out on stage. And, and what really made me mad and what really made me feel like he really deserved it was like how cordial and respectful he was to Penelope Cruz when he talked about her and her husband and what's her husband's name uh javier bardem him <laughs> so <laughs> and how respectful they were with that joke about you know you better hope that you lose because if both if you win and she didn't win then that's gonna be bad for the home and then he gets to jada and he immediately talks about calling her gi jane and i'm gonna be honest with you folks saying well gi jane she was a strong woman when i was in middle school <laughs> when that movie came out, when we called a girl G.I. Jane, it wasn't a term of endearment. It was used to be disrespectful and to call yeah. her bald-headed. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. Now, yeah. did I expect for Will Smith to get up on stage and slap the hot fire out of him? I didn't. Because when it happened, I was like, did that really happen? What's going on? <laughs> What's happening? Then my other friend, Brandon, called me and we were on the phone just stunned like, did we just witness that? I thought it was a skit. 
But then I saw Will yelling. I didn't hear what he was saying until I saw the the clip from Australia. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And we said, keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. I said, okay, all right. Yep. But yeah, Chris Rock deserved that slap. <clears throat> he did. Now it's there are there are some some circles of of the internet and some corners of the internet um that are saying that this lap was staged and you know what i can see where they're thinking that i can see where they feel like it might have been staged however the way jada reacted to it and then the way that will like I would have I would believe that was staged had Will just sat down there quietly and just kind of smirked. To me, that would have been staged. But for what for him to say what he said, yeah. <laughs> like, no, nah, that wasn't staged at all. Mm-mm, nope. And then people saying, well, Will Smith was laughing at the joke. Um sometimes when we as black people laugh, we're not necessarily laughing because it's funny. We're laughing because we're trying to really figure out, okay, did you really just say that or should I go up and slap the out of you and he in that particular that moment option. he chose that <laughs> option and <laughs> well and, and i was... mean you know the people saying that you know yeah he you know there are there are the others that say that uh he was laughing and then he looked at jada and mm-hmm. saw the hurt on her face so and I, then I that's mean, going- that's going to really make you move, especially if it's somebody you love. Like, yeah, I mean, and, and most people, like, if you see your loved one, like, pissed off and hurting, then that's going to make you, that's like, oh, you know what? You hurt. Let me go handle this. I, I like, I thought about, like, if my mom was sitting out there and he said a joke about her, I wouldn't have just slapped him. <laughs> I right. would probably have been banned from the Academy and all other award shows, you know. Um, and I'm going to need folks like Jim Carrey, and, and to sit down somewhere because Jim Carrey, I, I, if I recall, Jim Carrey kissed Alicia Silverstone without her consent on stage at an award show. So if we're talking about inappropriate behavior, if I were you, I know Jamie, uh, I'm not Jamie, but I know Chris Rock is your friend, dude, but you might want to sit this out because now all this stuff about to be dug up about you. It's best but- to keep your mouth closed. And I've noticed that, you know, you you bring up Jim Carrey. Um, Kathy Griffin is another white comedian who has chosen to insert herself into this conversation. Um, In Black people's business. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there, no, I mean, it's this. I've noticed a lot of the kind of the people with the strongest opinions are white the most disrespectful people and and white people are also the ones that are most disrespectful that want to pop off at the mouth and not feel like somebody can't pop them in the mouth for them being disrespectful blatantly disrespectful like in the words of Shea Kool-Aid from RuPaul's Drag Race talk shit get hit (laughs) yep (laughs) in the words of the late great Whitney Houston watch what you say (laughs) watch what you say (laughs) In the words of Cat Williams, you shouldn't have been talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shout out to Reese Colbert who shared that clip yes. on Instagram. <laughs> yes. And shout out to Tiffany Haddish. 
yes. for telling Jada Pinkett, <laughs> you need to go and suck his dick from the back. <laughs> <laughs> and she better. I mean, among other things. <laughs> and can we talk about Tiffany Haddish for a minute? Okay. Because I have this, this, this written down of what she said to that reporter oh on the red carpet. <laughs> you know you, did you do a costume change? <clears throat> I'm not wearing a costume. I'm wearing Dolce & Gabbana. It's called an evening gown, darling. No one's paying me for this. I paid for it. It's custom. Thank you. This is not an acting gig. This is my life. <laughs> this is what fame looks like. This is what success looks like. This is what money looks like. This is what I look like. <laughs> this is what it looked like. That book's not coming up no time soon, but I curse you with joy will be out in November. I'm trying to accomplish a lot of things, a lot of things before 50. What are you doing? You out here with no shoes on. I'm jealous. Where are you from? And you out here with no shoes on. <laughs> and that children is a read. <laughs> she cleared that girl. And, and, and uh, what's funny is, like, I don't even think the young lady said what she said to be malicious. You know, it's, it, again, people have to really think before they speak. Like, you saw her, anybody that's watched, who watched the Academy Awards saw her in that dress. Why would she show up in a costume? Unless you're AOC. I'm sorry. <clears throat> well, it reminds Reminds me, that moment reminds me of, um, I forget which award show it was, um, but there was an E! News hostess who uh, said to Sharita Jones, you look very tan, you look, you look like you just stepped off the beach, and Rashida goes, well, you know, I'm ethnic. Her daddy's black. <laughs> I... Don't ever tell black people, oh, you look tan. Or don't ever tell say to black people, I'm almost as dark as you. Yes, my fellow whites, we are we are coming up on summer. And you know, there is there is a tweet that gets shared this time of year, um, frequently has for years and years, and you know, credit to the original person who tweeted it out. Uh, but as it says. There is not a black person on the planet who wants to hear I'm almost as dark as you this summer. Say to get you slapped. Yeah. Open palm. Open palm, backhand. And 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 I'm gonna say this. Some of you white people have the audacity to chastise Will Smith for slapping um Chris Rock in the face. But y'all sat silently as your cousins stormed the capital of the White House. And storm the capital of the United States. Okay, storm the capital, went inside the capital, beat up cops, shat and spat and pissed on the floors, rubbed it all over the place. And then I mentioned beat up cops. And y'all have the audacity to talk about a slap, a one second slap. Y'all yeah. have no moral high ground whatsoever on what is appropriate decorum or what is violent. Absolutely that. And there was, there was again a, a white lady who tweeted out um, referencing how uh, when Rand Paul's neighbor whooped his ass, 
that the neighbor went to jail and I had to step in and remind her that old Randy Paul pressed charges. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock did not. Did not press charges. So, you know, it's not a, oh, Will Smith got off easy because he's a celebrity. No. No. Chris Rock chose not to press charges. Um, you know, from what we're hearing now, like the two of them cleared the air at an after mm-hmm. party. They did. Everybody involved has since apologized. Everybody's good. So everybody good. Now, who who the the American public that watched these an apology from the people who put that we don't talk about Bruno performance together because that was chaotic and disrespectful and violent as hell. I mean, you know, Megan Thee Stallion was in it. I enjoyed that. That was the only good part. (laughs) (laughs) That was the only good part. And. We also we we also need to talk about how the Oscars have yet again snubbed Beyonce. Because there is no reason why Billie Eilish and that boring ass James Bond song should have won best song. I I, I, I like Billie Eilish. I, I enjoy her music. This is, you know, not a, a slight against her, but in the year of our Lord, Dion Warwick, twenty twenty two. What we're not going to do is Shunda. give glory. <laughs> give another Oscar to a fucking James Bond song. Like, stop it. Like, can we be honest? The last really good James Bond song was "Golden Eye" by Tina Turner. Thank you. And then before that, Shirley Bassey had a lock on that. Yeah, we good. Right. And I mean, you know, Beyonce got up there in tennis ball green custom Ivy Park and just took the fucking roof off the place. And had almost everybody there in beads. Yep. To pay homage to Venus and Serena. Yes. And Blue Ivy there just dancing up a storm. Tennis well, I mean, you know, Blue Ivy is the creative director of Beyonce Inc. She is. Like, she is. Yeah. And for those of you who aren't aware of what we're talking about, um, if you go back and watch Beyonce's iconic Homecoming Netflix special, mm-hmm. Blue ran every inch of that shit. She, every she really inch did. of that shit. She really did. She said, Mommy, you're not doing it right. You need to yep. go harder, Mommy. Go harder. <laughs> Go hard or go home, Mom. This, That's this, right. You're slouching. <laughs> but shout out to Beyonce. And it's crazy. Like, every time Beyonce shows up to an award show, people act up. Yep. Like, y'all showing out in front of Beyonce. Just crazy. But, I mean, to be, to be fair, yeah. if I was at an event and Beyonce showed up, I, I would probably show my whole ass. I would, too. <clears throat> yeah. I would as well. Like, I just feel like when any time Beyonce <laughs> enters a room, there's not enough, like, screaming and crying. I don't care how famous you are. That's fucking Beyonce. Beyonce knows Carter. Amen. That's her name. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're, while we're on the subject of the Oscars... Um, 
you know, it would be remiss of us if we didn't talk about best and worst dressed. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, my friend, who who do you have? So for best dress, I'm going to go with my top three, maybe top four. Um, so number one is Simu Liu. <laughs> do I pronounce it? And we... <laughs> Okay, so at the beginning of this, what we were talking about, talking about getting canceled, uh, we had to Google how to pronounce his name because neither of us wanted to be disrespectful and, disrespectful and fuck that up. And I hope I got it right. So please, please, Simu, I, I'm sorry if I got it wrong. But he, he was the best. It was the red. It was, it was, it fit him perfectly. It was just amazing. Like, I was like, wow. Like, when he came on stage, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I want that, you know, <laughs> and like, shout out, shout out to Simu. Um, yes. DJ Nice, I mean, DJ D Nice, yeah, amazing, like that black, and it was shimmery, and it was just, and the hat set it off, and the shoe game was on point. Then Jilly from Philly, Miss Jill Scott, Bitch, oh. that look was flawless, everything Beautiful. about that. Beautiful amazing like jill is so beautiful so beautiful yeah. i saw her perform and i was clutching my pearls because of what she does <laughs> on that stage i was like jilly it's jill well i took some notes and pointers but um <laughs> as one does yes as yes, one yes. Does. yes she's beautiful and then um right outside that top three <laughs> right outside <laughs> the top three will be queen latifah in that beautiful yellow dress. Yes. No, I just am amazing. Amazing. So those are my best dressed. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go into my best dressed um, because your honorable mention ties into uh, one of mine. Um, Beyonce, who also wore yellow. Mm -hmm. um, just stunning as always um and then i have to give it up to zendaya mm. mm -hmm. that just silver glittery gown and then like the cropped almost like tuxedo shirt bolero type thing la you know, roche that, did that, good la roche is her stylist right yeah yeah, yeah. Did. always does amazing and like always. the hair was swept up um and she wore like she wore a sickening fucking suit to the Vanity Fair after party. I didn't see it. Like, <laughs> um, I gotta find it. It was I posted it on Twitter earlier. Uh, it just like '80s shoulder pads, like her waist. You know, she's got a tiny itty bitty little waist anyway, but it yeah. was snatched. The way she can rock a suit is similar to the way that Nippy. If you don't know who Nippy is, that's Whitney Houston. All, yes. all her true fans know that it's the way that Nippy used to wear those nice gowns. Mm -hmm. Like that's like nobody could rock a gown like Nippy, and nobody can rock a, a a suit like Zendaya. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, my final best dress has to be uh, Gabrielle Union. She oh. wore this brown kind of see-through gown oh it was it was lovely 
it was fucking lovely. <laughs> so who's the and worst then, dress? You want? Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh, worst dress. Well, okay. Before we get to worst dress, I, yes. I do have an honorable mention. Uh, it goes out to uh, my future ex-husband, uh, Sean Mendez. He <laughs> did not make the top three because, baby, your bow tie was crooked. It was very crooked. We don't leave the house like that. We don't do that. No. Spin the bow tie up. But that, yes. that suit fit him well. Like he, Oh, yeah. You know, fit him really well. I was like, okay, Sean Mendez. <clears throat> so you want to do the worst dressed person on one, two, three to see if we have the same person? <laughs> <laughs> it, okay. All right. One, two, three. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Ma'am, you wore shorts to the Academy Awards. Not, not just shorts. There was some hot pants. Like, ma'am. This is not the video, the, the, the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, the, and and I noticed there was there was a lot of that this year. Um, in in that you know, uh, for instance, uh, Timothy. Sh- I'm sorry. Yeah, it did not suit the event at all. I'm like, yeah, it, it may have worked had he had on a shirt underneath. You know, it it, but you bare chested. Like I even even if it had been like just like a black tank top. Yeah. Like I would been cool with that. Yeah, it'd been fine. But you know, this was a chaotic Oscars anyway. So I should have I should have known that we should have known that Sunday night was gonna be a hot mess when Kristen Stewart walked on the red carpet in them hot pants. You should know. <clears throat> somebody somebody's stylist is getting fired. Fire. Mm, really, yeah, yeah, mm. I think she was okay with it. <laughs> I I mean I, I think yeah. Mm-mm. I don't I don't mean to speak for the entire white gay community, but you may be right. Uh, <laughs> she's a little tacky. Just a little bit. Bless her heart. Um Bless her heart. Wesley Snipes. Um had on Ivan Ooze purple. You know, I I didn't mind it. You know, I mean it I like the cut of it, you know. Um it just it it looked <sighs> <laughs> it gave me Kojic Church musical. Fair. That's, that's what it gave that's, me. That's fair. <laughs> That's what it gave me. <laughs> I, you know, maybe, maybe he was paying homage to the late great Bernie Mac, who, who could, who used to used to rock the colors. He did. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. We miss you. That's right. Bernie Mac wouldn't have made a joke about Jada Pinkett's head. He wouldn't have done that. No. Mm-mm. Of course, he himself might have. Smacked Chris Rock, so Will didn't have to. Mm, boom. <clears throat> Shouldn't yeah. have been talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about um, Chris Rock now looks more like 
Chris Rock when he was on SNL. Hmm. And like there was there was that period where like he was doing a lot of films with Adam Sandler where he looked older. Hmm. But now like you think he's had some work done on his face? No. You don't think so? No, I th- I think maybe working with Adam Sandler stressed him out to the point where he was old <laughs> and then, you know, now now he's gotten he's he's gotten himself out of a bad situation. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Mm. He, he did he, he did look a little more refreshed. Yeah. <laughs> looked a little more refreshed. Take from that what you will. Listen. It was slaptastic. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. <clears throat> um something I I didn't notice and this this is remiss of me as as a fan of hers. Um did Jason bring Lisa to the Oscars? He did not. Oh, and oh, hold on, got some tea for you because I asked him, you know, a question on a red carpet about him and Lisa Bonet, and he said something along the lines of, "We will always be love each other, yada yada yada." But basically, they are, um, they're done. <laughs> but see, that's interesting because. Like the news broke that they were separating and, you know, we all went through this period of mourning that like, you know, if, if Lisa and Jason couldn't make it, how could any of us make it? Um, you know, and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I was was mourning the end of Jason and Lenny. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I mean, but then, like, like a month, I guess a month later, the news story broke that he had moved out of like he was living in an RV allegedly or some shit and like had moved back into the house. Hmm. And, and, and this, like, breakups are weird. Like, you break up and it's big and bad. And you go out there to try to see what's out there. And then you, you come back home for a little bit, but then you realize that you really can't stand that person, though you love that person. And then it's like, you know what? It is what it is. We good. We good just being friends. You know, it, it, it's it's not like, you know, I, I don't know. They, I think that people are happy that Jason Momoa is single, especially Regina Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All of us wanted to be Regina Hall. Yes. Every yes, yes. last one of us wanted to be Regina Hall on Sunday night. Yes, yes, yes. Give them a COVID test. Yes. Yes. I just, you know, I will I will give a shout out to Lisa Bonet and whatever kind of magic pussy magic she has, because yeah. baby. It must have diamonds her in, in it. Her taste in men is unmatched. It, it's it's impeccable. It's it's beautiful. It's a gift, yeah. and the way that they are drawn to her, I, I, I wish I had that power. I'm, yeah, right. I'm, I'm happy. I'm. I, <laughs> I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I just. I'm. I'm interested to see who, who she shows up with next. That's because, gonna be yes. 
like the 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 trend for her has been like she and Lenny got together um right when he was on the cusp of greatness off. yes she and Jason got together fresh uh right he was right out of Baywatch Hawaii yes and then <laughs> things started to, to take, take off. off and 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 he just was everywhere with all that yep. fineness just everywhere so who 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 is an who is an uh, a star that's just bubbling under the surface that's just ready to take off i'm trying to <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. i'm trying to think like who, who i would want to see her with um hmm. I don't know. She has a type, very earthy type yeah. of, you know, and and like that metro earthy. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Androgynous type of look, but also masculine. That's yeah. That seems a, to be her type. A little, a little dirty. Looks like the credit could be bad. Yes. Like, Looks like fuck boy. <laughs> yeah. Speaking because for the listeners at home, I, I need for you to please Google uh, Jason Momoa Baywatch Hawaii because he was the twinkiest looking, just like give you chlamydia type. <laughs> never call you in the morning looking little dude. Um, am I lying? <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like he would like pour the last of your juice and just put put the bottle back in the refrigerator right you know, right would if you had a child and they were playing video games he'll go knock the child out the way to play the video games and all that stuff yes. yeah yes that that would be it <laughs> he's 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 more of a daddy now that grown man look and wait just I know, who? I know who? who Lisa Bonet should date next. Who? Zayn Malik. You know what? I like it. I like it. Because he's kind of at this little... Yeah. He's at this little, you know, fork in the road when it comes to his career. You know, I, I like that. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, because like he's... He's got like that bad boy vibe, and you know he's been through some shit. Um, yeah. he's he's British. Yeah, um, British. <laughs> fine as fuck. Yeah. Th- yes. Yes. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. Um, and he's put on some weight. Like he's he's kind of thick now. Some uh, thickness. Nope. Thick and I mean, in. he's he's already got tattoos and stuff. And so he's like, yeah, I've. Lisa, if you're listening, Lisa, call call Zane, call Zane, help help that baby get his life back together. Call him. <laughs> you better pick up the phone and call him right now. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I, I like that. Yeah. Hmm. Look! Look at us like- playing. Playing matchmakers. Right, celebrity matchmakers. Look at us. 
We we may have found a new career. We're gonna move to Hollywood, be celebrity yeah. matchmaker. There we go. There we go. Maybe we can get a reality show. Bomb these, be- bomb these Kardashians out the way. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Like, you know, I'm I'm mad that they're on Disney Plus now. I'm not understanding. I'm how like how is Disney Plus putting them on there, but they did not put Love Victor on there? Don't understand. Is Love Victor a Disney property? It is. It was originally going to go to Disney, but then they say, you know what? Because it's about a gay teen, and oh, you know, that's right. then they it's on Hulu. Shout out to the cast of Love Simon. I love that. I mean, not Love Simon was a great movie, but Love Victor, great show, loved it. Okay, He's so I have to. This this is now going to become an airing of grievances um, about Love Victor because I adored the film Love Simon. <laughs> great um, film, great film, great book. I I read mm-hmm. the book before the film came out. Um, you know my my issue with. Love Simon was that the lead actor was a heterosexual male. Yeah. I didn't yeah, like that yeah. not one bit. Yeah. Um, you know, shout out to them for casting uh Keenan Lonsdale, who is bisexual. Yeah. Um as Bram in the film. I I appreciated that. Um so then Love Victor comes along and I'm I'm iffy on it. Uh mm-hmm. because the the initial idea behind it didn't seem plausible to me. Mm. Um, But I I went into it with an open mind. Um, Again, I was bothered that the leads in this show are- Both leads. Both leads are heterosexual. Well, Mm. not not so sure about Michael. Samin, yeah, whose whose last name I can't. I'm not sure how to pronounce. I'm not gonna. I'm not sure to butcher that. Uh, Michael C. Um, because he he and um, Mason Gooding have, hmm. have an interesting interesting it's, friendship. It's very interesting, and I picked up on that too. You know, I'm like, yeah. hmm, and I, hmm, yeah. Hmm. There's, it, I'm, hmm. I'm getting some gaydar pings from uh, Mason. Who is it's pink? Who's Kuba's baby? Yes. <laughs> for for those that didn't know, um, Mr. Show me the money. <laughs> yes, like my like myself, I I I was not aware that that was that was Kuba's baby until a few weeks ago. Um, they sound just alike, though. It's weird the way they yeah, talk. I, just just like now that, um, now that I know, Denzel's I definitely son. see yeah. that. Yeah, like Denzel's son sounds just like Denzel. Yeah. It's crazy, but yeah. um. <clears throat> so anyway, both 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 the male leads in that were allegedly heterosexual males. Uh, we'll put it like that. Yes. Um. But the biggest thing for me, and it, I'm still not over this. Um. I am from Atlanta. It's you know I love Atlanta with my entire heart and soul. Um, there are 
pieces and DNA of me all over that city. Uh, oh. we'll, <laughs> Wait a minute. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Will, um, that's a that's a story for another time. Uh, um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> the original in 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 the book, it is set in what is supposed to be Marietta, Georgia, which mm. is a suburb of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. The film was shot in Atlanta, mm-hmm. very obviously shot in Atlanta. Very uh, obvious, <clears throat> you know, shot at Piedmont Park and shot at Grady High School, and you know. Um, the Waffle House that they shot at is uh, that they shot the film at, not that they shot guns at. Shot. <laughs> shout out <laughs> to Waffle House. <laughs> yes, shout out to Waffle House. Um, is one that is actually down the street from where I used to live. Like, it's... I was the worst person to go see that movie with because I was like, that's that place and that's that place and that's that place and... <laughs> Love Victor, while while it tries, is very obviously not shot in Atlanta. It's not very obviously not shot. In Atlanta. It is it is shot in California. Yes. Um, and the the most notable reason you know that is because a lot of the supporting artists, the 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 extras and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Are white. Mm. So you're telling me that Love Victor, though it's set in Atlanta, and we know that Atlanta is basically the new chocolate city. And Atlanta's got no chocolate blackety black, black, black. I, I agree. And I and I that's a that's a grievance that I can understand. <clears throat> I can understand. Yeah. It's not representative of that community. Yeah. Now if and it was if it was stayed somewhere else. Oh yeah. Then that would be perfectly fine, you know. But you, know, you no, you're right because there needs to be a little bit more, you know, color in that school, and yeah. not just Mason Gooding's character and the other girl's character that Victor liked, but as he was trying to find himself and all that stuff. Those are yeah. really the only two. Yeah, black, black people. And I mean, you know, they in Atlanta, mm. a show based in Atlanta with two black people. Yeah. Speaking of Atlanta, shout out to um, Childish Gambino. What's his regular name? Don um, Glover. Uh, yeah, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yes, my brain's getting old. Jesus. <laughs> shout out to Donald Glover for Atlanta season three. Because that season, that, that, that first episode shook me to my core. And if you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. And, and it's, it's going to tie some things in there that you're like, wait a minute. I remember seeing that. That happened. I remember that story. Oh, my God. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who is a writer on Atlanta now? Hmm. Would it be the daughter of the former president of the United States, number it, 44, Barack Hussein Obama? It would, in fact, be Miss Sasha Obama is a writer on Atlanta. Is it, is it uh, Sasha or Malia? I think it's Sasha. 
I thought I'm 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 googling it right now, but okay. um, I'm almost positive it's Sasha. Let's see. No, maybe not. Maybe it is Malia. Yeah, it's Malia. Yeah, it's Malia. Sorry. Mm. Sorry, Malia. Malia. It's Malia. All right. I can see I can see her being a very flourishing writer and director in Hollywood. Yeah. I see Sasha going into politics. I you know, I don't I don't know that she'll go into politics. I think she is going to be more like her mother. Mm. And like she'll go to law school and like, but she's gonna like hardcore, she will be a law professor and she she may be like a Supreme Court justice. Possibly. But no, but, I, I could see I could see her running for Congress and I could see her running for Senate, you know. And here's why. Because her political instincts are very, very, very good. Because I remember when Barack Obama was reelected in 2012 and they went out on stage waving to the crowd she noticed behind her that there were people back there wanting his attention. So she was the only one to say, hey, dad, look behind you, wave at those people. And she picked up, and I, I said it then, I said, she has political instincts and she knows how to read a room. Like, I just, I don't know. I see it. Now, if she goes to law school, she's going to be a fierce lawyer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's going to be a fierce lawyer. And I can see her on the Supreme Court. Shout out to you, Sasha. And shout out yes. to you, Malia. Shout out. Shout out to Barack and Michelle. Yes, Barack and Michelle. Hey. Forever POTUS and Forever Flotus. Forever POTUS. I, hmm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna behave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna behave. <laughs> you know what? I'll say it. <laughs> Former President Barack Hussein Obama is fine as fuck. <laughs> Finer than frog hair. Yes. <laughs> that, that man is I fine. My God bless and America. God bless us. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. My, my, my. I really <laughs> feel like if either of the Obama daughters were ever elected to uh, office, that would be what finally puts Mitch McConnell in the ground. <laughs> so, I mean, Sasha Malia, if you're listening, um, please run. I got an idea. <laughs> we, oh, but the turtles, land turtles live forever. Tortoises. Yes. How old is Mitch McConnell? Like 9,004. <laughs> like. <laughs> We got another I mean, century with him, Lord. President Uncle Joe had to ask him for the original Bible that he was sworn at on. So, I mean, shit. <laughs> that had to have been like the first edition of the good book. That thing was just... I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Why is it... That... They're like they came over on like the Ark. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was a big Bible. <laughs> it was fucking huge. And oh like goodness. that fucking thing was as big as Dr. Jill. It was. She's up there like holding it. Like <laughs> if that wind blew any harder, it would have took her ass and the fucking Bible down with it. Like everybody else on that on the yeah. on the on the lectern up there. Jesus on the stage. My God, that was a big book. I, mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I mean, we 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 know Dr. Jill works out, so I mean, you know she she hit extra reps. She had because to. that fucking book had to weigh like nine thousand pounds. That was. I looked at it. I said, "Did they get that from Middle Earth?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, that fucking thing had like fucking thing had Jesus's autograph in the front of it. It, it did. Like, dear Mitch, see you in a few years. Love, JC. <laughs> Would Jesus even talk to Mitch McConnell? Well, yeah, he was a big fan of hanging out with lepers. <laughs> so since we've gotten into politics, yes. I, I want to, I really want to talk about uh, this story uh, that's from a podcast interview uh, with Congressman <laughs> Madison Cawthorn, who alleges that there are members of the congressional body who have offered him cocaine and invited him to orgies. And bitch, ain't no way. Ain't no fucking way. And mind you, Madison ain't hanging out with no Democrats. Right. So (laughs) somebody said, this is why Marsha Blackburn has bed hair all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That tracks though. That track. It does. So, so the members of the GOP Republican members of Congress are snorting cocaine and having orgies. I mean, we knew we knew about the coke thing because we knew that we like Don Jr. was getting that shit from somewhere, and he's still getting it from probably the same person. Oh, absolutely. I that boy be higher than a giraffe's cooter on stilts. Yes. I, I just oh man, Whitney and George Michael in that. Uh, if I told you that video, if oh, <laughs> I love Whitney. I love her to death. I love George Michael too, but I just I, I love thought George of, yeah. Michael, but Ooh. they were high as fuck in that video. They were high. They were high. <laughs> You're high. You're embarrassing. I'm sorry. I had a friend. What's I so madison decided to disclose that information he wasn't forced to say he just decided to disclose it so now leader mccarthy who is the leader of the house republicans is going to have a conversation with them because republicans are pissed off because now people know that they're having coked out orgies before they go and pass law (laughs) Ooh, I bet you stank. Oh, I, yeah. Oof. If 
if there is one member of the total congressional body that is, you know, and and to be fair, while he is a Nazi and a disgusting human being, Madison Cawthorn is not bad looking. No, no. If if he was a Democrat, bitch, I'd go there. <laughs> uh, but he's not, and so I won't. But back to the point I was making. <laughs> if there is anyone who is trying to get Madison Cawthorn to come to an orgy, <laughs> there is actually there are two names that spring to mind. Mine too. One, two, three. Lindsey Lindsay Graham. Graham. <laughs> One, two, three. Joshua, Joshua Holly. Holly. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is those two. And um, the fact that you and I had those ideas just yeah. confirms it. Yes, they're the ones that invited them. Yeah, that's. that's- as far as the drugs goes, that I mean, it's probably Tom Cotton. Um, but <laughs> though Lindsay was acting real high at that confirmation hearing, like yeah. he was very erratic and just like he was on a whole nother level. I'm like, get that man some milk. <laughs> well, apparently, he might have wanted, um. Madison Cawthorn's milk. But anyway, but (laughs) 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 yeah, we're gonna get canceled. (laughs) Yup, yup, yup. I'm glad everyone could uh, hear this first and last show of uh, Coastal Elites. It has been an absolute blast to be here. (laughs) We thank you for this opportunity and this privilege to entertain you for this hour and a half or however long this podcast is going to be um we'll see you on another show <laughs> <laughs> so steer, steering away uh from what could possibly get us canceled uh and and back to the original topic at hand yes um the oscars yes um who do you feel um, did not receive an Oscar, you know, not in in any length of the time the ceremony has been on. Uh, did not receive an Oscar that deserved one. Oh, first and foremost, Angela Bassett. I, you know, she should have been had a Best Actress Oscar, like. Come on. She should have won for what's love got to do with it. Sorry, not sorry. Um, she also should have mm-hmm. won for um, Waiting to Exhale. Waiting to Exhale, yep. She should have won for Bernadine and Waiting to Exhale. If for no other reason than the scene when she get your shit, get, get your, your shit, and get out! 732. That entire that entire monologue the number of times we We made love love. that entire monologue (laughs) fucking ad-lib ad-lib not in the script when you told me you was counting fuck me for leaving you (laughs) (laughs) 
got my kids at an all-white school. They're the only two black kids because you don't want them to be improperly influenced. Well, guess what, John? You're the goddamn uh, improper, improper influence, influence. John. Ooh. Oh, yeah, she should have won it for that. Like, Angela yeah. Bassett, hands down. Um, Chadwick Boseman should have won Absolutely. for um, Get Up when he was James Brown. Like, he disappeared into that role. And you really thought you were watching James Brown. He had the the way he talked down, the way he had his mouth, everything. Especially when James Brown was driving that truck when he was doing that. So definitely Chadwick Boseman. I feel like Chadwick Boseman is the, um, you know, because you hear so many bad stories about like, method actors like yes. Jared Leto yeah. and Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. where Chadwick Boseman, like, as you said, with James Brown and even with uh, Black Panther. Yes. Like he immersed himself in that. In that role. Unless okay. you knew better, you wouldn't know that that accent wasn't real. Exactly. And uh, like, I still hurt with the fact that he's gone. Like, Mm-hmm. You know that that was a loss that I think we will never recover from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I believe, I feel that he deserved um, an award. Um, I even think Lawrence Fishburne deserved one for playing Ike. Like, and and um, and the color purple, it deserved like Whoopi deserved Best Actress for for that role you know that movie deserved to be best picture like the fact that it was snubbed it was nominated for 11 oscars and didn't win not one and how you nominated for best film but um steven spielberg didn't get best director i mean come on like but those are those are ones that i think of um though i was happy that um baby girl from west side story won yeah. Um, I felt that Anjanu Ellis, I, I would have loved for her to get it. And I feel like she should have been nominated for other roles, you know, yeah. but I don't think this is going to be the last we see of her being nominated. Oh, no. Oh, <clears throat> and last year, I feel like Andre Day should have won for Best Actress playing Billie yes. Holiday. Yes, absolutely. That pissed me off. Yeah. I, I feel oh. like. Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne should have won for What's Love Got to Do With It, if for no other reason than, you know, for the decades and decades of people who can't stand his ass because he played that part too well. Played it too well. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I've loved Lawrence Fishburne since school days. You know, and, and but yeah, he... <laughs> Just some good cake. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to hit me, but one time, Ike. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote the song and can't open your mouth. The white man actually open your mouth. You sing. <laughs> but yeah, um, but you're right. There are certain actors that played a role that you just can't stand that person to this day. Like people cannot stand Danny Glover for him playing Mr in the color purple, yeah. you know? Um, what's her name? Ronnie in, in, in Players Club. <laughs> yeah. People can't stand her. 
Like people can't stand her for that. And you uh and there's a few others where people are like you play that role so well and we hated you so much in that role that if I see you in public, I'm probably gonna curse you out. Then yeah. they can't separate the two. But there there are plenty of others. Um I I, I think about Miss Trunchbowl <laughs> <laughs> and Matilda, like I hated that lady, and I know a few people that are shaped like her. But anyway, <clears throat> but see, what's funny is uh, she plays um, the aunt in the beginning of uh, I think it's Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Wow! The one that, yeah, that's her. Wow! Yeah! Wow! Yep, you're right. You're right. You're right. What is her hmm. name? Because she's 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 been in a lot of other stuff. She's actually she's uh, uh what is her name? Pam Ferris yeah. is her name. Uh yeah, I think you, yep. Yes, Miss Trunchbones, Miss Trunchbowl, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me let me double check which uh, Harry Potter <clears throat> it was that she was in. Yeah, she played Marge in yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban. Wow. Okay. Um, obviously, she was in Matilda. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she was in she was in a really popular show uh, called The Midwife. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's it's fucking addictive. It's a really good show. Um, but yeah. Okay. Shout out to her. She will always be Miss Trunchbowl to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. And let's see. And an actress that I hate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say Susan Sarandon. But anyway. <clears throat> well, I mean, that's that's fair. Um, you know, she's She's not a great actress. She plays the same character in every film and she has uh, shit political beliefs. So hmm. there's that. Yes. Um, I also feel like, uh, oh shit, his name escapes me. Uh, he he was uh, Vanessa Williams' husband in Soul Food. Oh, um, Michael Beach. Yes. Always plays a bad husband. In every, every time. film, he's, every time. Like, how are you gonna sleep with cousin Faye on the rooftop, basically, in the house the that your wife paid for? I let the family in my house, and the family fucked my husband. Faye fucked what? my husband. Mouse. <laughs> now, <that's laughs> now, Vanessa Williams should have got an Academy yes. Award nomination for that role. Like she, and people make it seem like Terry was such a horrible person in that movie. No, Terry was tired. Yep. Everybody else may, were the horrible people in that movie. Terry was the yep. only one that that I and as I get older, I align myself more with with her because they always asking her for money. Yeah, talking about you can't sell the house. Well, she the only one paying taxes on the motherfucker. <laughs> well, how are you gonna tell her that she can't sell the house that she paying the taxes on? Y'all pay the taxes on it. What the hell? <laughs> and then her sister stole her boyfriend. 
Like, yep. hands would have been thrown at every family gathering. <laughs> that film was expertly cast. Expertly, like, yes. Expertly cast. It was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Like, shout out to the TV show. The TV show, you know, the cast for the television version of Soul Food was also fantastic. But the film version cast was perfection. Perfection. And the the TV, and you know, I never watched the TV show, you know, in its entirety. I will watch an episode here or there. Or if I see it on, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, Only reason why I, you know, kind of tuned in was because of Rockman Dunbar. But yeah, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, shout out to Soul Food, shout out to that Soul Food soundtrack, you know, yes. shout out to Big Mama, <laughs> Big Mama, your arm, just give me some butter, baby. You don't need butter, mama, you need ice. In the most few herbs and turpentine, be fine. <laughs> It's your diabetes, mama. <laughs> <laughs> what is... What's the the little boy who was in Soul Food? What's he up to? I don't know. I, I feel like he's still around. Is he? Maybe. Um, I don't think he's on. acting anymore. Brandon Hammond was his name. Yes. What has he been in? Was that like his... Last movie? Um, it, it says he was in something in uh, 2002. Looks like, yeah. That was 20 years ago, huh? It's, yeah. Uh, well. No. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's still around. But yeah. he's not making okay. movies. According, according to according to uh, Wikipedia, he is a former child actor, so he is not okay. uh, he's not acting not... anymore. Okay, that's like uh, the younger brother from my brother and me. Now he's uh, like a detective in Atlanta. Oh wow! Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Dee Dee, hit me! Okay. <laughs> hit me! <laughs> yeah, now he's a detective in Atlanta, and yeah. Oh, I, oh, okay. Uh, Brandon Hammond, the young man that we're we're, we're talking about, uh, was for for the white people who may not have seen Soul Food, uh, probably didn't see Soul Food. Um, he was the young man who played young Michael Jordan in the original Space Jam. Ah, so um, Judgment is about to come. Um, I never watched the original Space Jam in all of its entirety. I saw a clip here and there, but yeah. <laughs> and I just feel judgment coming at me right now. <laughs> like, how, what you mean? You ain't watched Space Jam. What you talking about? I mean... Um, it's... Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll 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 let you have it. Okay, thank you. That's I mean I appreciate that. it 
it it doesn't mean that you know when we get done recording this <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm putting it. I'm doing it now. You know what? And okay, I'll take that judgment. I will. I will. It's fine. It's okay. I've watched you frame Roger Rabbit though. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> that movie was not for children. Can we talk about that for a minute? That movie was absolutely <laughs> terrifying. There's nothing for kids about that movie. And our parents were just like, here, watch this. Watch the Green Rock Rabbit. I, you know what movie also terrified me as a kid, but I liked it. But there's one scene that just like sent me off was that um, Moonwalker, that Michael Jackson movie Moonwalker. When he transformed into that spaceship, that shit freaked me out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, what the hell is that? What happened to Michael? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But there were a lot see, of cartoons and shows back in the day that, you know, were not appropriate for kids. And we realize that now as we've gotten older. But like there are episodes of Rugrats that wasn't appropriate for us. Oh, yeah. All. Like grandpa was watching space alien porn. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it was, you know, it was very much a, you know, pre, like, 90s thing where, you know, all the fucking playgrounds were this rusted, welded metal shit on concrete. On concrete. <laughs> we were doing backflips off of monkey bars on concrete. Like, <laughs> fall down, bust your head, have a gas, but still get up and do it again. <laughs> like fucking okay true story time um when i was three years old uh my mom took me to a neighborhood playground right and i was watching watching all the kids climb up on the slide push themselves up and slide down and shit whatever <laughs> you know as children do so you know i get up there i climb the fucking ladder that was a death trap because there were six feet in between each step um <laughs> So I get to the top and being three years old, I'm not big enough to just like step up. So I put my hands down on the little platform before you go down the slide. And it was so hot that I got third degree burns on both hands from it uh, to the point now that um, I don't have fingerprints. Like ink and shit won't pick them up. So if somebody ever needed to rob a bank... It's still like oh. my fingerprints register as smudges, so oh. it they would know that would be uh, yeah mm. yeah mm. but yeah so that was the eighties in a nutshell uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we were ah uh, no wonder we're crazy as I don't know what because <laughs> right because we didn't have- you know for the Gen X people who are gonna hear this you know it's also pre-80s i don't want y'all to feel left out Mm because i know y'all feel like you get ignored a lot it is you know also those of you that are gen x y'all experienced a lot of the same things that we did yes yes and for you gen z folks back in our day we used to have to get on the internet (laughs) through dialogue we could not be on the phone we had to use the internet back in our day there used to be a phone number you had to call to see what time the movies were coming on Thank you for calling Movie Phone. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to see Scream, 
Press one. <laughs> Speaking of Scream, have you have you seen the new one? I have. What'd you think? I, you know, I thought it was cool. It was all right for a little yang 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 around the house. It was. It was all right. <laughs> I I I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it as as a scream kid, uh it you know, it will never match the original for me. Yeah. Uh, or even the second one. Yeah, the, the second one know. was also good. Um, Jada should have won an Oscar for... She did. Jada Pinkett Smith was in literally like the first five minutes of that film. And stole uh, it. <laughs> and like has probably the best death scene in the entire series. In it at all. And then shout out to Regina Hall for reenacting that scene it's scary movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ah, this Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> Jada's iconic line in uh, Scream 2, I've got my money. I want your money. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I don't want to get slapped by Will. Maybe I do. <laughs> Maybe I, do. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Jada, you better have his legs to the moon. To the moon. <laughs> In the words of Rashida, <laughs> I rap like Charlie Lowe. His legs better be to the moon. <laughs> that man slapped somebody on stage for you at the Oscars. And now they're talking about taking his damn Oscar from him. They better not. Uh-uh. And really, was it, nobody even knew the Oscars was on until people were talking yeah. about the slap. Yeah, the Oscars... Was not trending until not trending. Will Smith smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. So take from that what you will. Mm. Mm. While you sit there and you judge and talk about that's violent, <laughs> since you think I mean, so you're smart, it- you got your degree and you know every fucking. Thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to love me (laughs) (laughs) so true story so when precious came out and my friends we talk about this all the time so i hadn't seen it but they they saw it so it was on bootleg so we we watched it when i was in college in like my office that i had because i was like a hall director and we were in there watching the movie and I laughed and doing that whole movie like it was a freaking comedy. <laughs> like I, it was like so much stuff was so just off the wall. Like, and they, one of my friends said they can never watch Pressures again because they just think about us just laughing and cracking up in that particular movie. It's so much trauma, but the the trauma is just so off the wall that it's just crazy. I, yeah, so I laughed doing Precious. So there, since, since you brought that up, uh, a lot of people have said that like Precious is one of those films that they've seen once that they don't ever have to see again uh, mm-hmm. because it's like so, so traumatic, um, you know, kind of in the same way that uh, Requiem for a Dream is mm-hmm. one of those films that, you know, you're not just going to be like, hey, it's Christmas. You know what we should watch? This film about drugs. <laughs> and, and for me, it's 12 Years a Slave. I saw it once. I don't ever need to see it again. I'm good. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I'm good. <laughs> I do not need to see it again. Yeah, I feel like for me, um, it's it's probably Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> I mean, wish I knew how to quit you. Right. Um, and and not just because you know there's there's obviously like spoiler alert the death at the end. Yeah. Um, it's also fucking fifteen hours long. It is so like depressing. Yeah, <laughs> with how long and how slow it is. It's mm. beautifully shot. Beautifully Shout shot. out to Ang Lee. Like it's nice. beautifully shot. Nice gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> beautiful gowns. Um, but um, the the short story that it's based off of, and I've got it around here somewhere, um, is only like 45 pages long. It, it, it's like certain stuff just need to be kept as a short story. Yep. That movie is like 15 hours long. Like it's, and it wouldn't be so long if the dialogue wasn't so dragged out. Yeah, yeah. And then that little guitar. I'm like, is this like a, a, a I, it felt like I was watching some boring porn. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's one, like, the entire soundtrack of that film is, like, one white college douchebag with a guitar playing the four chords that he knows. Bling, 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 bling. Like, it's... Bling, bling. It's long in the same way that um, Dirty Dancing is long. Like, Dirty Dancing takes place over one magical summer for uh, <clears throat> Francis Baby Houseman. Well, it will take you an entire fucking summer to watch that movie because and, it's that fucking long. And even when they show it on regular TV and they cut out scenes, it's still long. But I did love yeah. Dirty Dancing. You know, I love Patrick. No, Slade, I did. Yeah. You know? But you have to not have anything to do for a whole weekend to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. You you just like movies just long for no reason yeah. whatsoever. <sighs> just ridiculously long. And there's um, nothing really wrong with some long things are good. All right. Just, but 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 yes like for instance you know titanic six years long yes had had to be split into two vhs tapes for those of you that are old enough to remember that back in our day when we watched long (laughs) movies it was on vhs tapes and you had to have two of them and then the vcr Stop working sometimes you had to put a vcr head cleaner in there so <laughs> we and we use that for something different now mm. and also nancy you had reagan to blow in the vcr that. sometimes mm-hmm. nancy reagan would know about blowing that's right old super hair reagan <laughs> they used to call it a jawbone <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to um, Nancy Reagan and her skills. In hell. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not speaking ill of the dead. Nancy Reagan. Nancy Reagan is in hell. <laughs> oh, Nancy! Fuck her. 
and her forgetful ass husband too. And why America? Why did y'all vote for that man in 1980? But you know what? See, this is what kills me is like, you know, people, people are, are now after, you know, the former occupant of the White House, uh, no more celebrities holding public office. And I'm like, Ronald Reagan? Win one for the Gipper. He acted with the monkey. Right. And y'all let that man become president. And Jimmy Carter, sweetest man ever. All he did was just want to make the country better. Yep. and make sure that we were energy independent and, and form his peanuts. And y'all couldn't give that man a chance. That's right. We would probably have electric cars all over the place. We'd probably have fucking flying cars like they promised us in the Jetsons. Exactly. The Jetsons was set in the year 2000. Mm. <laughs> With Erwin Judy yep. and Rosie the Robot. I want my Rosie the Robot. That's right. All because y'all wouldn't allow Jimmy Carter to stay in office. Thank you. Mad about that. Just, ugh. That's why we in the mess we in now. That's right. Because <clears throat> y'all. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And because the majority of my fellow whites, the vast majority of my fellow whites would not vote for the email lady. Hmm. Fuck y'all too. Hmm. And if we go back again, a bunch of y'all wouldn't vote for the man that invented the internet in 2000. And if we if we move forward a little bit, most of y'all wouldn't vote for the man who was married to the ketchup lady. Hmm. But we wouldn't have had to worry about the man married to the ketchup lady had y'all voted for the man who invented the internet. That's right. I demand an explanation. They can't explain nothing. That's true. Because my first presidential election, I should have been voting for the re-election of the man who invented the internet. Mm -hmm. The man who was Tommy Lee Jones' college roommate. Y'all took that from us. You did. Bastards. Y'all took that from us, and you gave us the term hanging chads. With your musty asses. I'd get mad just thinking about it. Right. I will, I, while, we're, while we're on the subject, I... I do feel like I need to correct kind of a, a a historical point of reference. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not feel that George W. Bush did 9-11. He was not smart enough for that. Dick Cheney did 9-11. Mm. Mm. just that um because right before 9-11 didn't the defense department mention that a bunch of money went missing yep like billions of dollars went missing that was on september 10th i believe 
And then the next day, even before the story gained traction, I'm, you know, sending my 11th grade um, study hall class. And then people run across the hall. Planes are ran into the World Trade Center. And yep. we panicking. Looking up at the skies, we leaving school and work and stuff because we think a plane going to fall on us. Yeah. When it happened, if the internet man was president, that's all I'm saying. Yep. All also, I'm saying. Uh, fuck Liz Cheney. She is also a monster. Mm. It, you, you know, let's let's call a spade a spade. You know, yes, she she stood up to Trump. Yes, she has faced consequences from her own party for you know doing the right thing i guess doing what they're supposed to do like people are applauding her and kissing her behind because she's doing what she's supposed to do but she still voted against reauthorization of the voting rights act you know if she still voted against you know she would probably vote against the the bbb she did yeah she did vote against that she voted against that. She voted against infrastructure. Uh, yes. She's voted against like several other. Like she's still a Republican. Thank Her you. and uh, that little that little rat faced man who retired, uh, Adam He's something or other. Yeah, fuck him. Whatever. Fuck him too. So, um, but they're probably at the Coke orgies. Yep, probably. Probably. You think any of the squad see, members at the Coke orgies? Let me stop it. Stop it. Um, I'm I'm gonna say no. Okay. I will um, I will give them levity there. Okay, yeah, and that's right. where it stops. I was trying to be messy. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh, I mean, geez. I would I would go to an orgy with that old Richie Torres. Mm. Listen, <laughs> I. God did good work with that one. And he's a few others. Yeah. He, he's very handsome. Very handsome. He's handsome. You know what? It's something about the New York delegation. Because that Hakeem Jeffries. <laughs> right. <laughs> Richie Torres, uh, Hakeem Jeffries, uh, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah. Also very good looking. Um, yeah. You know, I will. AOC is attractive. She is a she's a very attractive woman. Um, who else? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you um, um, if you like looking at Blanket Jackson, but go. <laughs> I'm sorry. She she no she's she's pretty. She's a pretty right. girl. She, she's you she's know very pretty. she's um, problematic as hell, but she's pretty. Right, she's she she is not my my favorite member of Congress. Um, no. I I yeah. Um, Kristen Gillibrand, Beautiful. senator from New mm-hmm. York. Yeah, love her. Love yes. her. She's she's cool as fuck too. She is. She's very cool. And like I like her. I like like her she's like I could. She and I could hang out. Oh, absolutely! I bet I bet she's fun as fuck to hang out. With. I, I bet she uh, is too. And she's hardcore because she drinks whiskey straight. Yeah, 
I went to this whiskey place in Chicago. Well, it might have been in Evanston. And it was like a whiskey tasting after we went to this Toby Jug Museum place. Don't ask why we were at the Toby <laughs> Jug Museum. <laughs> Going into the Toby Jug Museum and then you see a Toby Jug with JFK's face on it, but there's a hole. I'm like, I feel some type of way about a Toby Jug with a hole in it like that. Of course, it's going to have a hole, but that's just that just didn't sit right with my spirit. I said, that's disrespectful. Well, but- at least the whole backside of it wasn't blasted open. That... <laughs> well, we're getting canceled. Jesus. Um, yep. but, but we were we had whiskey tasting. And the whiskey was hot. And it, it was, there was no, like, it was like, can we have a piece of ice? Oh, no. Mm-mm. And they didn't come tell us about the whiskey. <laughs> well, what y'all gonna do with that juice back there? Like, there was, like, grapefruit <laughs> juice back there. Cause we just we needed something else just besides the whiskey. And can you taste the difference between the this texture that? No, it tastes like possibly gasoline. I just can't. I <laughs> Toby Jugs and whiskey. That's that's how that's how I know Senator Gillibrand can fight because she drinks whiskey straight. I know she can fight. I know um, Amy Klobuchar can fight. Yep. I know future Senator. Um, Val Demings, I know she got some hands. Oh, absolutely. She's like, a former chief of police. Like, like she got hands. You know, she's, um, she's also possibly strapped at all times. All times. I, I feel like Vice President Kamala Harris could, you know, hold her own. Like she gon she gonna pull off a heel and something just start bopping you in the head or something. Like I just feel I just feel it. Also, um, she's an AKA. That's <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the AKs. Yes. Yes. Some of the women that I've worked with are amazing AKs. I have nothing bad to say about them at all. Nothing. Beautiful women. Really, shout out to members of Of the Divine Nine Nine. across these United States of America. Across these United States. Yes. Y'all are are the ones holding it down. Yes. Putting in the work. Absolutely. Putting in the work. Putting in the work. Service, leadership. I love it. Y'all doing it. (laughs) Oh, my God. And for the white listeners, the Divine Nine are the Black fraternities and sororities. It's nine of them that are part of the Divine Nine. It's the name. (laughs) The Divine Nine. Yes. The more you know. And chances are, if you know, you work with a black person, you know someone who is a member of the Divine Nine. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the more you know. Yeah. And white people, white women, if you are at a party oh, or function with fraternities and sororities and you see members of the Divine Nine strolling, do not hop in there and do it either. Don't do that. Also, Don't. also, fellow whites, while we're, while we're, while we're on this subject, um, if for whatever reason you happen to come across some Divine Nine clothing 
at a thrift store or something, that's not for you. Don't pick it up. Don't buy it. Don't wear it. That's not for you. And my members of the Divine Nine, the members of the Divine Nine Black folks, stop donating that stuff to these thrift stores. Stop doing that. Don't do that. Then y'all get mad when you see Aunt Sally in an, eight, in an Alpha Fire Alpha shirt on a cruise. <laughs> Come on. Stop, stop doing that. Get, save that stuff. Put it, frame it, show it to your kids, pass it down or whatever. But stop giving it away. And you can't get mad when you see, you know, Toothless Bill, you know, in an AKA shirt. Stop it. It reminds me of during the, uh, the primaries, when now Vice President uh, Kamala Harris did an event, uh, a meet and greet of some sort, um, and there was there was a white journalist assigned to cover the event, and members of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated uh, went to the event, and they skiweed as they do. Um, you know, I, I'm a white person and I, I knew what that was, um, because I have black friends, actual black friends. Um, but this reporter called it like screeching or something. It was screeching. Yeah. And that poor reporter got dragged up and down Twitter for at least a year. And probably still will once that anniversary of it comes up again. Like, if you yeah. don't know what it is, ask. And when or we just... tell you what it is, listen. Because, like, sometimes your people don't listen. Sometimes? Well, 90% of the time, they don't listen. That's fair. They don't listen. Yeah. Just saying. Listen, and when people tell you that it's black people's business, stop inserting yourself in black people's business. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We don't ever insert ourselves in white people's business. This is true. Unless you're Clarence Thomas. <laughs> oh, you know, or, John Cornyn came out today and said that it's not fair for us to hold uh, political figures, families. I know you are blowing smoke up my ass because <laughs> the way that they go after Hunter Biden is relentless. The way yep. that they've gone after Hillary Clinton is relentless. The way they went after Michelle Obama is relentless. They can suck a sick dick. I'm sorry. Yep. Not sorry. Yeah. Junk point, really, sir? Really? It's like no, we going after Jenny Thomas. Oh, absolutely. Because of of her paying for buses to bus the people to the Capitol. Well, and then plus all those text messages from that she sent to like the Mark Meadows, right? Yeah, 
29, 29 text messages, 20 from her, nine from him, 29. So, I mean, you know, if somebody's blowing up your phone that much, y'all are either fucking or planning an insurrection. It's one Mm -hmm. of those two things. (laughs) Or both. I mean, hey. Allegedly. You know, and now that uh, the January 6th committee has gotten a hold of Trump's phone records and it's come out that, like, there's a six-hour gap in, Mm -hmm. like, he... During the time of the insurrection, he received not a single phone call. That's a damn lie. Well, no, 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 no. Like, legitimately, like, he didn't make a phone call. Mm. He didn't receive mm. a phone call. So... So nobody talked to him for six to seven hours at all on that day. He had Which no is... communication with nobody. Well, no, the, the, the six hours in question are the six hours that the, like, insurrection was happening. Mm. So what phones was he talking on? Yep. Burner phones, perhaps? Probably, probably. Hmm. WhatsApp? <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. Grinder app? Perhaps. I mean, because they're doing coke orgies. I mean, if anybody in that family was on Grinder, it was fucking Jared Kushner. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of the fairy prince himself, um, <laughs> they asked he and Ivanka and her new face asked for uh, executive privilege to block them from having to testify. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Hold on. Time out. Back up. You're playing in my face. Wait. I know damn well Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump did not ask the Biden White House for executive privilege. So that yep. they would not have to testify before the January 6th committee. They absolutely did. The audacity. <laughs> and see, here's the here's the funny thing. Um, here, here's what makes this all the more delicious is that the Biden White House, specifically the White House comms team, God bless every one of y'all, who released the statement saying that they would not be extending executive (laughs) (sighs) that's petty to to whoever typed up that press release (sighs) why do I feel like it was Jen why do I feel like Jen typed that up herself you know who I feel like it was who Karine Jean-Pierre oh you know what I feel like it was her it, it was. I feel like it was too. Yeah, because Jen's Jen's at home right now. She's she got Verona again. Jesus. This is the second time she had it. It's like Jen, I'm gonna need for you to. I'm gonna need for you to be more careful. I need for you to get another booster, and I'm yeah. need for I'm and and it's 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 somebody from their press corps. It's Ducey. It's <laughs> Pete Dookie. Yep. <laughs> it's him. It, it has to be him. 
Um, speaking of um, Jean Pierre, I watched yeah. um, not her, but the the our friend the 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 Duke from um, Bridgerton. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Watch season two of Bridgerton. What'd you think? Nice gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. No, yeah, it was, uh, it was it, missing something. It was missing something, and I'm not saying it is missing him, but I am saying yes, it, it is yes, missing it him. Is. Yeah, it was missing him. It was missing like, him. I, I adore Jonathan Bailey. I, I do too. I adore Jonathan Bailey. It just it it is it, it's like it wasn't the same. It and one of my friends was like it's because it wasn't a lot of sex in it. No, no, no. Though I did appreciate that in season one, right? He just he just added a flavor to the show that was just yeah. like it was needed. Please yeah. bring him I mean, back for season three. Show like him. you know, I I Did didn't need to it? see a young lady, you know, get eat out on some steps. Like that's fine. I don't need that. Like that's that's whatever. Um, but but it was very obvious that he was missing in this yeah. season. Um, more specifically, he was missing shirtless in a boxing uh, yes. this season. That, yes. <laughs> if, no. if if we're being honest here, if we're being honest, booty cheeks missing. You know, though yeah. we've seen plenty, but it's just you know those were missing. You know, yeah. you got you got to bring him. And shout out to Queen Charlotte. Like, I love her. Yes. Like, you know, yeah. love her. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it wasn't given what we needed it to, to give. Yes. It's 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 like this season should have been the first season. And the right. first season right. should have been this season. You know, yeah. it, you always go up. You, you that second season needs to be the ones that's like, boom. Like, yeah, yes. I feel like it. It didn't. It didn't go down. It just. It just kind of plateaued. Like it didn't it go like, mm, any. Yeah. Mm. It. It just. Mm. In the words yeah. of RuPaul, after she saw that, um, lip sync between Silky Nutmeg Ganache, and who was the other one that um Akira said was dancing like the bear. <laughs> <laughs> a little wind up bear just dancing. Yeah. Oh, I think that one won Miss Congeniality um, in that season. I, I can't, I can't um, think of her name. But yes, yeah. But it just it, meh. Meh. actually, while we're on the subject of uh, Drag Race, yes. What's uh, in your opinion? What is the greatest lip sync for your life of all time? Brooklyn Heights. And um, oh my god, and uh, oh oh and I love her, and I can't believe my mind just went blank with, with her. Uh, um, Evie Ali, okay. Brooklyn Heights versus Evie Ali because they left it all on that floor. That like because when I saw, it, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, okay, I was like, okay, Evie, mm, um. But then when Evie did that flip and snatched that wig off and had them braids, and then when Brooklyn doing them splits and spins and stuff, and then when Evie is like backbending, in the words of um, Sugar Cane, all right, Circus Olay. <laughs> 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 it, was, uh, 
that was like that was I still watch that that lip sync like at least once or twice a month when, but you know if, if I'm watching that lip sync right after I'm watching Whitney Houston sing all the man I need in that red dress for the tribute to the troops like that's that's how that is so yeah it'll be that one what's yours I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna take it back um, a little bit uh, for for me the greatest and probably most iconic lip sync is uh, Dieter Ritz versus the Princess doing uh, Everlasting Love in front of Natalie Cole. Oh yeah, that was a good one too. Dieter was... mud stomped her ass. On a lip sync. D. Woo. She she did that. She did yeah. because because it looked like she was in like that Whitney Houston like Queen of the Night type of act, and she had that, yeah. that wig and stuff. And Natalie was like, yeah. Shout out and had rest that, in peace to Natalie Cole. She did like yeah. yeah that was that was a good one. I, I liked that yeah. one too. That that would probably be my top two. That probably be my top two. Um, and I did like um, season twelve, um, Heidi in closet, and the winner of season twelve. Um, oh, they they lip sync to nineteen ninety nine by Prince. Oh, really? See, I I haven't watched the show since. Um, uh, the that that ball headed one one. Um, oh, um, with the rose petals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, she went against Shea Coulee. Yeah. What? We can oh, we can't remember people's names. Yeah, right. Um, I'm like, damn. If if anybody listening uh, at home knows, yes. uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter. We are at the with two e's t h e e joyful elite, <laughs> and let us know uh, the names of the people we have forgotten. Sasha something. Sasha uh, Belor. Yeah, I think so. I think it's Sasha yeah. Belor. Yeah. And then I'm I'm mad because I can't remember the the winner of season twelve, and I follow her, Jada Essence Hall. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jada Essence Hall. Yes, but yeah, but to me, like that Evie Ali versus Brooklyn Heights lip sync, that was just like, like that was a. I knew that was a double shunte. I yeah. knew it. And so, you know, shout out to Brooklyn Heights, who is now hosting uh, Canada's Drag Race. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Who had as a guest judge Fifi Dobson who mm-hmm. I interviewed um, about did. a month ago, a little you more did. than a month ago, um, on one of my other shows. Uh, speaking of that show, uh, that show is Your Life, the Mixtape. Uh, it's available now wherever you get your podcasts. Um, this Thursday, my co-host's episode is out. Uh, yes. So definitely check that out. It's kind of an additional preview of this show. It is the longest episode of mixtape by about half an hour. <laughs> uh, 
and it just we so, had so much to talk about every like, question just we just went completely off the rails off the rails uh, <laughs> unpredictable yes it is absolutely uh one of one of my favorite episodes uh that i've ever recorded of that show so be sure to check that out this friday or thursday Sorry. what fucking day does that show come out uh, yeah, in the, words, in the words of Lionel Richie hosting the American Music Awards, it's outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> I am, yeah, it's it's out Thursday, and yes. then oh, Friday is uh Myron and Jen's show premieres. Yes, is out Friday. That's exciting. Um, Shout I, out to Myron and Jen. Shout out to y'all. I've I've heard the first episode already. I got it today. Um, It's it's fantastic being in charge sometimes. Um, You get to hear shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, it's it's really good. Um, And then today, actually, the newest episode of uh, Unapologetically, she is out. Yes, Um, that's. It's a fantastic episode this week. I love those ladies. I do too. Love them. I do too. We'll have to we'll have to get them on here. Yes. To just <laughs> you know, we have full disclosure. <laughs> uh Brandon and I went into this uh with just absolutely no plan other than we're gonna talk about the Oscars and best dressed, worst dressed. And that was that was all we've all, all we decided that's um, all and i feel like it actually it's actually working um so yeah and then while we're on the subject of the other uh joyful network podcast shows <clears throat> monday wednesday friday uh you can check out um long story short with uh bigs and lens yes they do a great job covering all the big stories um that's a real fun listen um what else else is what else um Um, so much is happening (laughs) (laughs) right can't keep it together like um um, oh uh jacqueline's show uh 15 minutes of fame with uh jacqueline you may know jacqueline as the former new york times security guard who formally endorsed Joe Biden for president at the DNC in 2020. Yes. She is hosting a podcast now, and it is on the Joyful Warrior Podcast Network officially as of uh, like an hour ago. Um, The next episode of her show is out. Um, She's got a really fantastic guest this week. Um, It's me. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Um the new we've got a new show coming next Wednesday. Uh it is uh Epi After Dark, hosted by Snack Packs. It's a really cool show. Heard the first episode of that as well. Um that's something to look forward to. Um that's April 6th. That's next Wednesday. Um and then the week after that, this show will officially premiere. 
uh, yes. Thursday, April 14th, we go live, uh, which is super exciting. Let's uh, go! <laughs> that'll be just a few days after um, we record the live episode of Don't Make This Weird. Uh, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, yes. My guest will be the one and only Shantae. She was... Um, I'm ready for that. <laughs> uh, she was the most, to date, the most popular episode of Don't Make This Weird. So I knew that when I was doing a live episode, um, I had to have her on. So there is that. I love Shantae because she is just raw and honest she is unapologetic unapologetically she yes, <laughs> and she. and you know that's that's what it is and i'm slurring my speech like i've been drinking but i have not been drinking <laughs> not yet i'm just tired <laughs> <laughs> um so we we don't really have a have a plan for what the show will be it's just really going to be brandon and i talking shit um what what was originally gonna be uh the trailer for the show in the back of my mind i was like yeah we'll talk for about 30 minutes at a you know we'll we'll cut it together and figure it out we are going on two hours oh Um, (laughs) (laughs) dang um, yeah so this is this is the show if if you've enjoyed it um you know like subscribe if you're on apple podcasts uh, leave us a review. Um, oh shit! Uh, there is actually one other part of the show that we had actually planned. Oh, uh, <laughs> our our, um, our badass of the week, or no, 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 that's unapologetically she. That's oh. that's theirs. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, that's <laughs> it. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm stealing y'all's. My bad. <laughs> that's theirs. Uh, hottie of the week. Hottie of the week. That's it. Uh, and so the way this is going to work is. Um, Brandon and I will each nominate a hottie of the week and then we will post it on social on all our socials um, and let you, the listeners, um, decide who deserves to be hottie of the week and we'll we'll name them on the next episode. So, my friend, yes. who who are you picking? So my hottie of the week is none other than the future Supreme Court justice. Katanji Brown Jackson. Oh well, shit! Is that yours too? No, I went with like a superficial choice. You like oh. you oh, picked somebody all awesome and cool. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm well, like... you know, well, okay, well, superficial. <laughs> oh, my bad. Well, you know, well, so if we're going off of superficial and looks, okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Raphael Silva. From nine one one Lone Star. Hell yeah! Mm. What's funny is um, you sh- shared his most recent Instagram post to uh, your story <laughs> within two minutes of me saving it to the bookmarks because I was going to use it for something. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, get out of my head! <laughs> so yeah, so Heidi, so Heidi's. Hot- People that we would like to sleep with. Yes, got it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Raphael Silva. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Yes. I have picked um, 
adult film store star Ashton Summers. Hmm. Um, most most of our listeners are our friends from Twitter. Um, they I have posted some of his Instagram stuff uh, yeah. to my personal Twitter feed, so you know who he <laughs> is. Um, almost as intimately as most people who follow me on Twitter. Uh, no, Tom Holland, Sean Mendez. Mm. You you also know Ashton Summers. Um, yes. So those are the nominees for the very first uh, hottie of the week. Hottie of the week. So now we will turn it over to you, the listeners. Uh, those of you who haven't uh, turned this shit off yet. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> like, These motherfuckers keep talking. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> right. Um, so if you're still listening, if you're still with us, um, we're going to turn this over to you now. Um, you know, you'll be able to vote on our Twitter and probably our Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, yes. So yeah, that was uh, our, this has been our first episode. Uh, we, we premiere in a few weeks on yes. the 14th of April. Yes, nine hours later. <laughs> and we're still talking. <laughs> Remember earlier when we said that some films were just too long? Um, you, we, have, we have done the Ten Commandments of podcasts. We have. Uh, <laughs> we have. And I will I be watching the Ten Commandments this upcoming Easter. It's a tradition. <laughs> you know, I'm mad this? <laughs> I'm mad that they don't show it on ABC like they used to. They do, but they put it on the night before. It comes on Saturday instead of Sunday. Well, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Someone at ABC, Disney, Marvel, whoever's in charge of that shit, fix it. Put it back on Sunday. Because yes. we need to see, I need to see your Brenner in all of his glory. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so let it be written, so let it be done. That man's voice, goddamn. Not just the voice. Well, the I mean, every, every, everything, everything about that. Um, I remember yeah. my sister saying when she watched, she said, mm, that man got a six pack for you. <laughs> and my young little gay self said, sure do. <laughs> so, all right, friends, uh, we are going to uh, officially end what has now become uh, the very first episode of Coastal Elites. Um, he's been Brandon. Yes. I've been Greg. Yes. And it has been an absolute pleasure to spend the last uh, 72 hours of recording this with you. Yes. Yes. It's been 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> <laughs>